0: Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Muller, back for another episode with someone who I'm so grateful to call a friend, a kind and passionate teammate, and one of the best draw takers and players in the game. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes, from some of the people that I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, please show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to (laughs) S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E, it would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I am so pumped to get right into it. Sammy Jo Tracy is this episode's guest, and I am fired up for you all to listen in to her incredible story. Sammy Jo is someone I met on a trip to Japan in 2019, and I am so grateful to have had multiple outings on the lacrosse field as her teammate since. She not only broke the draw records at the University of North Carolina, but then she broke her own records right after that. She is a multi-time professional player and a two-time national champion. Currently, she travels the world, spreading her love for lacrosse to people of all cultures in all walks of life, and is enjoying a new adventure as a yoga teacher now. On top of all of her accolades, she shines her most authentic light in every step she takes throughout her life. She takes us through the valleys and peaks of her lacrosse career, how she's been able to talk to herself in the mirror to give herself a boost of confidence when she so badly needs it, and she inspires us along the way with her hopes for the future of our game. I hope you all have as much fun listening to this episode as I had catching up with my friend Sammy Joe. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dream On Podcast. I'm Kylie O'Miller, and today we have a very special guest and former Brian athlete, Sammy Jo Tracy. Um, I am so excited to have her here. Sammy Jo, welcome to the Dream On Pod. Um, for our listeners, Sammy Jo is a UNC alum. She's a two-time national champion with the Tar Heels. Um, she actually owns UNC's single game and career draw records um she's an athletes unlimited professional lacrosse player going on her she just had her second season this past summer she's again as i mentioned a fellow brian new balance athlete she played with team israel in the world games this past summer in 2022 um and currently she is a lacrosse coach and yoga instructor living in boston so sammy joe welcome to the dream on pod
1: thank you you know i love doing anything with you your energy is (laughs) great so i'm ready to get this thing sparking and flying. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm loving the energy already.
0: I needed it. So we always like to start on a off to a good start um, on the dream on pod. And that just kind of like gives our listeners a little insight as to where we are right now as we're recording this. Um, So today is what is today Thursday, March second. It's about four o'clock p.m. Um, So one thing that I want to know today,
1: what is something you're thankful for? I'm thankful for I oh, like my mind is going crazy. I have so much to be grateful for. Um, I would say my family just because I came off of vacation and specifically my father. Um, he's such a rock and he's such an inspiration to me. And I guess we'll get more into that as we go on, but um, he, he just goes through so much to provide for our family and, um, get me to where I am today and to keep pushing along because no matter what age, you, you know, you could feel lost or feel like there's different challenges that come up in your life. And um, to have a rock like that, I just feel extremely grateful.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to dive more into that. Um, all right. What's something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished so far today?
1: I accomplished a yoga class. I'm a new yoga instructor. And for any girls out there or, you know, guys, any whatever um, you prefer to be called, I um, struggle with auditory processing and yoga has not been an easy feat. I think I've mastered being a student, but teaching is extremely hard for me, but I feel so like electric and excited once I and I'm getting better each time. The more I practice being a teacher and prepare, the better I um, become. But it's definitely hard. I def- it's. I think a lot of things you realize in life become come easy to you. And mm-hmm. now I'm at this point in my career in lacrosse where a lot of things do come easy. And to reimmerse myself into something challenging, and to have to prepare and put a ton of work into it to be where I want to be as a teacher is um, really exciting for me. After I close each um, practice, so
0: Ooh, I love that. I think that's a really <laughs> interesting point. That um, you know, I was just talking about recently with somebody. I forget who it was, but we were just having the conversation about how, like, at this point in our lacrosse career, things come easy and things almost feel routine. Um, mm-hmm. and like where to find that new spark because obviously as athletes like a lot of what we our common denominator is like we thrive in situations of being challenged and wanting to find something else that we're good at um, so that's really cool that you found that what um, do you if you don't mind me asking what brought you to yoga in the first place?
1: My foot injury and um, my so my foot and yeah I guess we'll start with my foot injury I broke my foot in 2013 I was luckily able to play and, um, that injury helped us definitely, you know, be a puzzle piece in our national championship, but it was something extremely hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. And as athletes, I think we feel comfortable moving and pushing our bodies and being pulled to rest. And also a loss of identity was really a struggle for me. So, um, I tried a bunch of different yoga instructors all over in New York at uh, my time home from college. And I'm from Bedford, New York. And I really connected with this one teacher named Allison Aaron and she, um, still, I'm going to see her on Saturday. <laughs> oh, I love that. And it was a mentor to me. And, um, I felt like it was a safe place for me to talk and be myself and just separate myself as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she gave to me, I feel like I wanted to give to others, but in a different way. I, I feel like I definitely, I you can relate to this. Um, as a coach, I feel like I definitely connect to girls differently and it fills me up. And it's it's just a different way of navigating life. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I think I in yoga, there's people who'd never played sports before and they come in for different reasons and being able to connect with people outside of sport is also interesting and cool and it helps me learn a lot.
0: I love that. Um, yeah, thanks for going into that because I thought that was really cool and obviously something that I'm not that great at but still trying to be pretty good at because I've found similar interests in it, right? It's like outside of our sport and it's something that we could um, connect with people, but also like really strive to be great at. And then it also helps us on the field too, like you mentioned with your injury. Um, so that's yeah. really great. Um, one last piece to off to a good start. What is something that you're pumped to chase? It could be within the rest of this week, maybe the rest of the month, maybe in the coming years, what
1: are you pumped to chase? Um, I'm head, uh, I'm heading to Japan <laughs> and, um, I think giving our opportunities that present ourselves i'm always chasing to be the best version of myself athletically i think it's okay to have ebbs and flows and i i'm personally didn't have my best season in athletes unlimited and i own that and i think it's lit lit a fire in me Mm -hmm. and helped me so i've been training i've been chasing and training differently Um, as I get older, I learn the things that work, that don't work, what, what I need as a player that now that I'm 28 years old versus when I was 21 and, and in my prime. Um, so this week, I'm chasing um, another opportunity to play and to be the best version of myself and on the field.
0: Oh, well, you know, it's really cool, Sammy and Joe, that we're doing this yes. this week is the first time we actually technically met was as roommates in Japan. I- stop wait Kylie we need to go with <laughs> that's this. pretty wild we didn't realize that we're just realizing that now as we record this podcast but oh my god um, that is still my favorite story to this day because I'd always you know you're two years older than me so I watched <laughs> you from afar you know as a as a fan as someone who was winning national championships at UNC and you know I was just a couple of years younger so I loved watching those games and watching you dominate in those moments um, so when I got to, and this is just like full circle pro lacrosse, yeah. right, where you get to meet all these people from different colleges. But yeah. when I got to meet you, it was literally after a, what 14 hour flight from different places. Our body was shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, we were like, where are we? No idea what time of day it is, what day it is, because they're like 14 hours ahead. Um yeah. and we just ended up being roommates and you're like I'm Sammy Joe. want to put on our on our matching pjs that the hotel gave us and I was like I love this girl <laughs> so I'll never forget that but I'm so excited you're heading back
1: <laughs> oh I, I'm obsessed with Japan I think the culture is unbelievable and so cool but wait I let's see I I felt the same way I we I mean we got off this plane everybody who's listening and <laughs> It is like, we don't know where we're going, what we're doing. Um, we're also just, our body, your body is so confused. And I'll never forget, like, when I was so excited, I was like, my person, I can't, I was so excited to play with you. Um, I love someone who like matches like, like that creative trickery. So besides from lacrosse and then like marie was like she's so cool so i was just like there's a bunch of things that i was like so excited about but i was so messed up <laughs> like, i was like i i felt like i couldn't communicate right i was so dizzy and then they gave us these so we had these tiny beds and they're like um literally feel like paper mache like mm-hmm. at a dollhouse that's what i would describe these beds with the pillow. And then on top of it, they give you these little PJs mm-hmm. and they're, I, well, everyone, I love PJs. I walk around AU in my PJs with Athletes Unlimited and um to let everyone know I got a new set for Christmas. Oh, can't, we can't wait to see it. <laughs> moons and stars. Those are my favorite, but these ones were so cool. I wish I could have kept them. They were like brown and bamboo. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, do you want to <laughs> never be? It's like do you want to put these on and like get all and walk around in our slippers and explore this hotel yep um and, and we, we did <laughs> we did so fast friends and here we are what what three four years later
0: yeah what was it 2019 something yeah. crazy like that so four years later
1: like so much lacrosse together and mm-hmm. Um, wait, that, that is really cool. So <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, I love a good full circle moment. We talk about it a lot on this podcast, just because, you know, we get to talk to people like you. And, um, like I said, like when, when you're in college, right, like you're, you're surrounded by your college people and even growing up, you're surrounded by like, your growing up people. And then you get after college thrown into this new world of like, okay, all of these people used to be supposed to be my opponents. Right. Yeah. But then you realize yeah. that they're actually just really cool people when you're thrown into these situations, like we were in Japan, where it was like, okay, I'm on the other side of the world. I don't really know anyone. I just know them on Instagram. So like, how are we going to do this? And it was just a really cool way to, you know, get to know each other really quick. And like you said, fast friends. And I'll literally never remember, never forget that first night when we put on those pajamas. And it was just like, delirious, delusional,
1: like flight energy. And it was just so much fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like I'm a I'm a horrible sleeper and I was like shaking. I was like, "Is she awake?" Like, I, like how much, you know, you know those girls that I'm the I am one of them that like loves to chat and keep you up. <laughs> I, I know I know this about myself. And but obviously when you first meet someone, I was like, should I just let it rip? <laughs> I was like, just try to push through and fall asleep. We had to play. Like our turnaround was wild. Um, but we're all great athletes, and and in, in that group. And, yeah. um, but we and then you you balled out. You did. I was like, wow, you are Kylie O'Miller. So. Oh my gosh! So did you? It was
0: so fun to finally be on like the same side. Not that we ever played against each other in college, but yeah. again, just like being on the same side and, um, all of that stuff. And I'm excited to like dive into you know AU and all of that because that's where we really got to play a lot together. Um, and then you know Brian and everything like that too. But. I mean, listen, lacrosse is the thing that brings us all together. So what is your like origin story to finding lacrosse? You said you grew up in Bedford, New York and, um, did you play other sports? How were you introduced to it? When did you first pick
1: up a lacrosse stick and like, what made you fall in love with it? So this is going way back now as I climb, climb up that ladder of age. And, um, I, my dad played lacrosse at Maryland. He was a Two-time All-American and captain. Um, he played defense, so he wasn't as supportive of my trickery. He loved you know, basics and being gritty, and um, a lot of time was spent outside having a catch um, in our backyard, to be honest. And my brother played at Utah, and he also is a defenseman, so I come from a family of defense, and I, <laughs> I don't go on that side, only in sixes. But- <laughs> Um, It was a very big family um, thing that we did as bonding. And um, so I was introduced probably in second grade and um, I'm in from Bedford, New York, which is like a small horse town right outside New York City. Um, And lacrosse wasn't as big as it is now there. My dad definitely helped um, build it up. He's a Long Island guy. Um, He's from Baldwin. So (laughs) <laughs> he was good a little- old long islanders and lacrosse <laughs> when we started there was no um boundaries and um to actually see how far lacrosse has come is just literally it's another yeah circling back to be something we're grateful for I right. think this is kind of where I want the sport to be and if I were to be my future self where do you want lacrosse I would want it to be here and mm-hmm. to be the style of play because I grew up even though I was playing women's lacrosse, my dad was teaching more of um, a a men's style. And, Mm -hmm. but we still have those special things that make us women's lacrosse. I don't want to change everything. Um, So I started that and I did it kind of every sport, um, soccer and swimming and volleyball, and was really into volleyball and did did club and um, was thinking about doing both. But um, lacrosse picked my path and um so here I am and um I couldn't be more grateful but I do love to like whip out my volleyball stuff you no, know. It's
0: so funny. I didn't I don't think I knew this about you because I played volleyball too and it was actually <laughs> something I thought about going to school for too like both.
1: So that's so fun. Um It's cool to dive around and like yeah. and <laughs> it's the ball over it's so different it's so different from our sport it's yes. simple um and it's fast.
0: And I think too, like, I always like to say, like, just in terms of the conversation about like, whether you should be playing multiple sports when you're growing up or specializing early. And I loved that I played volleyball because to your point, right, it was so different from lacrosse that one, it gives you like that little bit of like a mental and also like a physical break from the wear and tear of lacrosse. But also I feel like volleyball was such a finesse sport, right? Where like, you know, you had to be able to handle a big hit and like part it into a perfect pass and then set it into the perfect spot. and. Um, all that different stuff. So like, um, I guess going off of that, what were some of the lessons that you learned from not only lacrosse, but also other sports just in general, from a young age that you kind of took into your college career and now professional career, just some of those like life lessons that sports have taught you.
1: Well, I loved volleyball and we went to a ton of tournaments and it was totally different than a lacrosse tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I played for Metro, which is a New Jersey club team in North Northern Jersey. So I dro- drove with two other girls and we kind of rotated because it was a bit of a drive, but for volleyball, one it it was an extremely diverse group which i appreciate and now looking back i appreciate more so i learned a lot about different cultures girls of different colors different backgrounds mm-hmm. because it it isn't as affluent a, of a sport so i definitely learned a lot and then they made us room together mm-hmm. so no parents were allowed and there's four girls to a room and i got to just really and cuz we were younger you share i feel like it's so much easier to share when you're younger cuz you just yeah. know and um, I just feel like I learned a lot about, um, these different girls and from their different backgrounds. So I appreciate that. And, um, with volleyball, I, you're like, so I, you can attest to this, like you're such a cog in the wheel and right. you can only touch it once, which I realized like in lacrosse, I love to have the ball and I love to be in control. And it's like, okay, I did my job and now you just got to wait.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that's what me <laughs> did that wait what position were you kylie i I was a libero yeah me too so that's so funny we're (laughs) we're like attackers and then we're defensive specialists that if you guys didn't know libero is like defense and yep but it makes uh, so much sense now that you say that too because like one the finesse piece of it but also like both
0: of us would throw our bodies on the floor on the lacrosse field any second so, and that's probably where that comes from. <laughs>
1: and it's like so fun to do that too. Like yeah. just run and like, I don't know why I like love, like knocking stuff and just pow, just to make that nice play. Um, but yeah, I would just, and you touch it and then you're done. Yeah. So definitely taught me a lot about trusting the process, trusting your teammates and knowing your role and in a different way of lacrosse. But again, it ties all in together, I guess.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's those are some really like, cool introspectives about bringing things from a different sport over to lacrosse. Um, And I think too, like, you were mentioning a little bit about like travel tournaments for volleyball. So can you think back to your Almost into your travel um, tournaments for lacrosse, and how that turned into your recruiting journey and whatnot. What did your recruiting journey look like, and how did you ultimately find UNC?
1: I think, as advice also, I did a lot of camps that summer. Camps were like my main focus versus tournaments. i I came from I was like one of the only girls from New York playing on a New Jersey team. So I definitely, The girls were wonderful and they treated me well, but I definitely I just wasn't in that um, high school scene, the same one as they were, which did teach me a lot about trying to connect with people from you know different areas and also trying to blend in and do my role and do my job Mm -hmm. um, a little bit differently. Like sometimes you can like be yourself and be super outgoing, but just trying to socially be accepted and um, fit in, and then. I my mom, I'm so grateful for her because she she wasn't a lacrosse player. She's not an athlete, but she did her research and she really um I was obsessed with Jen Adams at the time. Um, <laughs> yep. um and so she was my idol and Dana Doby And so I did a lot of their camps. I followed them around. So I saw a lot of Kathy Reese and um we did all of these tour, um, camps. So picking whatever my top five schools were and then going to them. And then ultimately I ended with the U S tryout that summer and I made the U S 24 team. And, um, I just think it was a grind uh, that summer. I learned a ton just because all the, di- there wasn't as much like skill stuff that you could sign up for. So it was just all about going to those camps. Like I went to Gary gate. I went, you know, I went everywhere and I ultimately did think I was going to go to Maryland. It was my first place that I did my visit. And I was like, this is it. Um, I want to follow my dad. I've always just been in love with doing everything my dad did. I copied him to, from running to swimming, everything you can imagine. I was like, I'm going to follow in his footsteps. And then ultimately just the college itself was not for me. Um, I was, more drawn to a UNC, a UVA um, mm-hmm. style of school. And um, I think it was important for my dad with my learning disabilities and battling through that. Maryland was really big. And he just would, because he was, he went there, he was just like, sometimes you don't see people all day. And mm-hmm. just the size of what you want and then what you can handle academically was important. And um, so I went to a bunch of different schools and I narrowed it down to Northwestern, Maryland, UNC and UVA. And um, to me, um, it's funny now because I'm really close with Kara Canizero, but she took me on my unofficial. And when I closed my eyes and saw her walking as a student, to me that like I tried to think of myself more as a student than a student athlete, just because if you get hurt and that was kind of what I was told. Um, Where would you be happiest separated from lacrosse? Because I think I was so in love with the sport regardless that I would find love and joy throughout any team, but Mm. for the school, it was what I was kind of trying to decipher from, and um, I love Jenny and Phil, and I mean, I I ended up with Katrina. Uh, Maybe I would say Locker, but she's (laughs) And she is is the reason why I am who I am Um, um, when it comes to lacrosse. She's totally changed my mindset and how I approach skills and hone in and obsess over them. So um, the culmination of those three amazing coaches um, really did the deal for me and sealed it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I, I love that. I think it's really great advice too, right? Like you were talking about. Just a couple different things, just about um, making sure that you like the school and the environment. Just in case, you know what I mean. Just in case, God forbid, something mm-hmm. does happen, you get hurt, or you don't want to play anymore, or whatever it might be. And those situations are real, right? Um, so you want to make sure you're in a place where you're going to be happy no matter what. Um, obviously, for you, it ended up working out pretty well on the lacrosse field. So can you talk to us a little bit about the the. Go through your journey a little bit while you were at UNC. We won two national championships, which then means you won, you didn't win a couple, right? So what was the up and downs, the battles, the high points, the low points? How did you kind of take maybe not so great of a season and turn it into a great season towards the end of the year or the next year? What did that look like for you throughout your college career?
1: So I think my freshman year was definitely my hardest. I think academically, I... Um, I thank Jenny B so much because I needed someone like her to be like, mm-hmm. Hey, you need to, you know, buckle down. You're not allowed to do X, Y, and Z. She really was a mother figure for me and kept me on track. So I didn't, you know, fall under because that was something I really struggled with. And, um, and then I did break my foot during that season and battling that injury. So I went from, you know, I went from being a second line midfielder, my and losing to Florida it was definitely a tough game and we were like wow where's the season going and our we did not know our identity to becoming a behind the cage attacker mm-hmm. um totally different role i mean i had the best role model katrina dow to help guide me through that then my foot kind of taking a turn for worse coming off the bench so my mental state really was kind of all over the place and i Um, my health, I, I definitely think I should have focused more on eating well, especially during an injury when you're not getting as many reps and, um, focusing on little details, but that ups and downs of that year and continuing to push and not giving up ended Mm -hmm. up me coming off the bench, set me up to score the winning goal in the national championship. So I think, yes, I, that, that injury was brutal. And it definitely pushed me mentally and I wasn't my best version of myself, but to continue going and find a way to, you know, hone in on my stick work when I'm not playing, watching from the bench and being, becoming better IQ. Mm -hmm. That to me, I think ultimately led me to the situation I was in, which was, you know, getting the opportunity to shoot that ball from so far out, something I practiced all the time. Um, And also my teammates, you know, having the game winning stuff and all the culmination, but um, (laughs) definitely setting me up for, um, you know, passer makes the shooter. So um. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. I mean, listen, we all, if you're a lacrosse fan, you know exactly what shot Sammy Joe is talking about. Um, I know I do. I'm like playing it in my head right now. Do you love watching sports highlights? Then you need 5 Star, the world's first sports highlight rating app. Think TikTok, but just for sports. Register as an athlete or as a fan to view and rate sports highlights of all sports, all in one place. 5 Star is a positive network of athletes from all skill levels to share their performance and get rated by peers, coaches, and community. Download 5 Star and post your highlights. Follow me at Kylie, and rate my highlights, uh, but please be kind. <laughs> Available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Learn more at 5starapp.com. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really cool perspective on what could have been or what probably was, like you're saying, right, like a really low point in not only your lacrosse career, but just for you in general. And I think it's also really great that you're literally sitting here and saying, while you're at the peak of your career, right, you're playing professionally, Um, Doing all these amazing things, you're saying to us and our listeners, like, I go through low points too. But just the fact that I'm able to kind of look myself in the mirror and say, okay, you're not at your best right now. What do we need to hone in on and fix and pay a little bit more attention to? While we might not be able to necessarily do one thing, what else, like, how else can I make myself better? Um, I know for me personally, like, that's great advice for me right now in the situation that I'm in. But I know a lot of our listeners will also appreciate that. So um, thank you for that one first and foremost but what does it feel like to (laughs) I appreciate you um what does it feel like to score the game-winning goal in a national championship by the way
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never done it so um it was definitely the coolest experience of my life um all your hard work and all your ups and downs like it it, it, it is something you can never describe, but something I'll always cherish and keep inside me as a confidence and as a, a little reward of all my hard work. And, you know, it keeps me going that that it that that wasn't a height, but it's not the end. And mm-hmm. um, and as I you know go through my career, I really hit rock bottom and I go up and down um, throughout my career. And um i take the year off after that mm-hmm. and and totally lose my identity i think i was my worst version of myself to then coming and having you know one of my best seasons and then lo- i we lost by one to maryland that year after so just um the ups and downs and and that's why i that's why we're a part of a team and yeah. um it's so important to lean on your teammates and to tell them what's going on, because when you're having a bad day and you keep it inside and you're ha- or having a bad practice, your teammates are picking up on it and they want to help you and they want to pick you up. Iron sharpens iron and they want you to be the best version of yourself. And I think my girlfriends at Carolina really pushed me. It wasn't the most beautiful and nice way, but mm-hmm. it's how I shape and became who I am today not on rainbows and butterflies but on you know, like the dirt and the hard times and I think that's how I got to end on such a high note and I'm so grateful for my class especially for being there through my highs and lows and putting up for me when I was low and mm-hmm. celebrating the highs with me as well which I think it is hard when everyone at such a high competitive level, everyone wants to do great. And when you know, the girl next to you is who is in the same position as you and wants success is celebrating your little things. It just makes it that much more beautiful.
0: Mm. That was really well said. And I think that's probably one of the best pieces of advice, like you could give anybody about being part of a team and even just having good friends in your life. Right. Is it's just like having a support system that's going to push you when you need it and tell you to like snap out of it when you need it, but also be able to like recognize all the work that you've done to be able to get through those low points to the highs and celebrate them alongside you. Like those are the best types of people to have in your life. And I know for you, you were just mentioning it and it's the same for me, a lot of those people are people that we've met through lacrosse, right? Teammates for life. So um, I love that. I think that's really special. And I think something we mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast as well is taking your college career now to a professional career. Now, I know, you know, kind of like our time timelines overlap a little bit, but when you first started playing college lacrosse, there was no professional lacrosse for women, right? Mm -hmm. So what was that like when you first realized, Hey, there's going to be a professional league There's an opportunity for me to continue to play. Um, you know, what did you kind of tell yourself in those
1: moments? It definitely is wild. Cause I went to school to pursue a, 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 a job in a city, a nine to five, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I went the direction I did and to, then find out, Oh, you'll, you know, your life can kind of change a little bit. And um, I love fashion. I thought I was going to either pursue fashion or work in, in some sort of sport. But then I actually got reached out by Greg Grenlian during my s- senior season, my 2016. Cause I, I fifth year. so uh, I had two senior seasons and um, I was, really honing in on my craft at the draw. I, I was specializing it, working extremely hard and I was like obsessed with it. And then to now, you know, this guy who's taken his whole career and he's a professional athlete and is obsessed with the face-off as well, is going to help guide me towards a career. It was just something that I think is why I broke my own draw records because it was just a fire in me that I've never had before something so different and unknown um, that it, it definitely was cool to hear. And it, I, we all had our doubts and, but it's also about taking that leap of faith. And um, I, I always thank Greg Grenlian for, I mean, I would not be here without him and for him to take me under his wing and teach me how to, you know, beat myself and become the best draw girl I could possibly be. And then to not only to to teach others and travel around the country, you know, sharing the craft, learning from him, learning how to conduct clinics and, and then also train on my own to become the best professional lacrosse player, which is so different than training with your team. I mean, Kylie, I know no one trains as hard as you and training by yourself is the hardest i mean, hardest thing as when you lean on your your teammates so much it's the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. and to be able to do it year after year after year um, you get the hang of it and you know how to push yourself but nothing like that's why we're on a team to you know feed off the energy of others and then to find that within yourself i definitely think that pro league gives it for us mm-hmm. and that that new goal but it was very cool to hear, and definitely a cool time to be in lacrosse, yeah. as like the our whole world was kind of changing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I I love that. Like, um, shout out to Greg Gorenlian too, because um, that was the next question I was gonna ask. In just terms of like playing and coaching simultaneously, I, I've asked a lot of our um, guests about this because I know it helps me too, right? Like when you're out there and you're trying to explain something to someone at an event or at a clinic or during a game that, you know, you know how to do when you pick up lacrosse stick, but like trying to get them to understand why you do it, how to do it. Um, just by explaining really um, rather than doing. So how do you feel that like you playing right now as a professional and training is helping you as a coach and then vice versa? How do you feel like you coaching and watching these young players who I don't know about you, but the young players out there, like the ninth, tenth graders, are ridiculously talented right now. Um, it is so fun to watch. But I'd feel like they make us better when we watch. What What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, de- coaching definitely has added a, a whole different component and element to my game. Mm-hmm. Just being able to see from a totally different lens. And then, yes, the the stick work recently from these kids is it's so unreal. inspiring. And- <laughs> I'm like, I have this Tuesday group and like with Kristen Gelman, and just like, the it's insane. And, um, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm like, okay, so how am I, you always, I'm like, I'm like fighting for the next thing to teach or the cool new way, to try something new. How can I test my hand? eye? so it definitely has helped me as an athlete de- become and break some barriers I haven't been able to break before. And yes, working with these girls and the new generation and learning from them—I mean, I learned something about myself all the time from them—and mm-hmm. um, and then also just learning how to teach and how to speak differently—and is—and then especially going to different countries. I mean, you've taught overseas as well, um, learning from different cultures and how they approach lacrosse is also something that's been pretty neat. And again, helps with my game and helps more so with my mental piece, mm-hmm. I would say, um, over anything and how how I do things and then how do I come to um, and handle my own practices as an athlete by watching and seeing how other girls do things and how I would like to do something better or right. change. So, um, being a coach I think you're is one of the greatest gifts and I feel if you're a coach you're very lucky and it's also a blessing to be coached I think um I would kill to be coached and I love to be to be coached now <laughs> Um, Learning from other people, even if it's your peers is so special. And now that we're at this at the top, it's so hard to get that edge Mm -hmm. and anytime you can get it. So girls absorb, be a sponge, you know, you never know when you and learn from different people with the same skill set, because they might approach like things differently. And that's why I love collaborating with like you and Marie and um, other girls from AU, Mm -hmm. especially ones from different college college scenes because their coaches approach things differently so you approach things differently than I would and I think so cool to like oh I can put that in my bag of tricks and it's it's not copying copying is a form of flattery our
0: lives are meshed together through the ups and downs a tight-knit community we catch each other when we fall we raise each other up and we have each other's backs there are no fair-weather friends here we show up every season through the cold the heat the rain when the goals in our sights, we're ready to fight with our collective strengths because together we're tougher. Check with your local retailer online or in store to find Brine products. No way, no, it's, it's literally just learning, you know? And I think that's so cool. And I, you said it better than I ever could. And um, I think it's something that like we all really enjoy doing because that's what a lot of us do, right? Like we're just ultimately one, trying to get better ourselves, but also we're trying to, you know, take what we know And then take little pieces of what we've heard from other people and like took into our own tool bag and altered it a little bit into like the way that we like to say things and, and help spew it out to the next generation and then see what they do with it, which is the most fun part. Right. Um, But yeah, I think what I was going to ask you about next was, you know, all the traveling that you do, all the events that you get to do all of this, you know, exciting stuff. You said that you originally went to college to have a nine to five job. So when it comes to post college, and now you get to travel all over the country and coach lacrosse, um, you know what does that mean to you? What does a usual month in the life of Sammy Joe look like?
1: (laughs) You guys ready? (laughs) Kylie, you feel me on this? I know you. Yeah, Um, I'm on a plane um, probably three times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll be on one tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to New York this weekend, and then I'll fly, come back to fly, you know, across the world. Oh and then, um, yeah, no, it's, and, yeah, uh, I'm like, now my whole schedule is going through my head. I don't know if anybody feels, <laughs> to start to talk about that. You're like, where am I going to go? <laughs> um, but. I'm so fortunate to met the people that I've had and I could not fathom me sitting behind a desk or working in a nine to five environment. I mean, every, you know, champions adapt and I'm sure I would figure it out. But to me being able to, like, my heart is in Jackson hole and um, that program there is so special to me and the director and our friendship that has grown and, um, watching the girls become, you know, more interested, mm-hmm. being an, uh, like going to all these different places and meeting these, all these different people from all different walks of life and having a commonality. It's yeah. I, I mean, sometimes you're like another plane. This is my third plane in the week. And, but I find peace and I love watching, I love watching land to land. Mm-hmm. I don't know, stutter, but I love watching the plane land and yeah different um geography and the mountains or the ocean or the city and i recently got to go to st louis and just it's just taken me places i don't think i've ever would have gone before and mm-hmm. meet people that i have never would have met and i just feel so lucky and grateful um for the opportunity and i feel like traveling is the best way to learn and to learn about I, our country i just i think after traveling all over the world, our country is so big. Our states are like different countries, mm. and like you know, and you, Like even I mean, even Long Island could be its own little country in itself, well, because <laughs> the people they they so different different yes <laughs> type of food, and then you got the 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 part of the Long Island that people love to go to the beach, and um, <laughs> we got it all. Shout out to you and. <laughs> The um, so I think it's you should be proud of where you came from in our state in our state and like what how lacrosse is taking you where it's taken you. I think um, I try to tell my girls that all the time, like you're paving the way for um, Wyoming and Utah and Idaho and and L.A. is coming along and Colorado and Texas and all these places like be proud and be proud of your culture that your parents like you grew up in and that's what makes you you and that's what you're going to add to a team and um I just feel so special I'm able to like tap into all these different communities and learn from I mean, the girls and learn about our country that is so. Yeah. Big.
0: no I love that I, I think it's so cool because like you said like yes you're going for lacrosse and quote-unquote work but yeah. It's so much more than that. Um, and I you've mentioned a couple of times now too, just kind of like all the things that you're excited about, like all of these different travel opportunities, all these different coaching opportunities, the playing opportunities. Let's talk a little bit about like the future and what your hopes and dreams are for the future. Cause this is the Dream On podcast. So yes. what are your hopes and dreams for the future of our game?
1: I would say, I like, I love to keep my goals small. Mm-hmm. I think you and me and the, and the girls in AU and the PLL. And I think our dream that would, to me, be the start of something like above and beyond is that when we can play and that's it. And that is our only job. That would be the biggest dream. Just like to have enough to live off of. Mm-hmm. Um just like, just like a, um, like a nine to five job would be my sport. And to kind of get where women's soccer is today for it to be a full-time job would be my absolute dream. And I think putting in the work, going overseas, pushing sixes, pushing these certain things in lacrosse to get the next generation there. That would be, my goal and hope my imprint will be on this sport that kids can grow up and they can play lacrosse full time.
0: I love so. that. I am. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. I'm with you on that one. I think that it would be absolutely incredible. Um, I think it's something we're definitely working towards. And if it doesn't happen in our playing career days, hopefully it's, you know, happening in the next couple of years for that next, next group that's coming behind us. And Um, You know, I know everybody appreciates what you're doing. So um, what, on another note, what are Sammy Joe's hopes and dreams for the future for your future? In general, what are some of your dreams as a professional athlete as a, you know, entrepreneur and coach as a new yoga teacher, as you know, a person, a daughter, a sister, a friend, a partner, all these things like what are your hopes and dreams for the future? My
1: hopes and dreams um definitely would have to be like there's like different dreams. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're That's giving all the you dreams. Here? <laughs> um I'm in in a perfect world, I would love to own a studio mm-hmm. and to have like crystals and like that you could buy and candles and like an a coffee shop a little bit with a studio where people can come and connect and um live happy and healthily. That would be a big dream of mine. But I do love just, you know, gaining to teach more. Mm -hmm. I do love continuing and having my small groups. And I love, you know, I'm laying my groundwork in Boston and being able to watch girls grow and then go to where they need to be. That's mm-hmm. something really cool. And I think before when I was um, a nomad, I, I, I think I wanted the most was to know where, like, I work with these girls for X amount and like, where did they go? How, how well did they do? Did I help them get where they need to be? Mm-hmm. And having a little bit more of a base in Boston has definitely helped me gain connection to different girls and um, helped me watch them grow, which is, I think is important part of being a coach. Mm. and I would love to have a house with goats I go to my favorite side dog. That. <laughs> uh, that would be I would have goats chickens and um have like a garden like with vegetables because I la- like to eat healthy and I like to juice and um go to really fun they mow your lawn and they are they like jump around I have a goat. I like, don't have a goat, but I'm in love with this goat named Fiona, and I visit her every time I go home, my brother, and takes me there, so uh, that would be, like, a dream of mine is to have, like, one or two, because I don't think I can handle more than that, a dog and then some chickens, um, and I would love to get my neighbor's eggs, um, love it. so that would be, like, cool dreams <laughs> In a
0: perfect I love way. it. I could like literally, and you just painted a whole picture for us, which is like so <laughs> important. Right. And you've mentioned a lot about like, you just straight up envisioned your future. Right. You just kind of like literally painted the whole picture of like, ideally, this is what I would love. This is my dream for this area of my life. And um, this is my big dream. This is my small dream. This is something I know is going to happen. So when it comes to like your coaching style and even just like, how you attack, like, not even just yoga, but also lacrosse, like, and telling these people that you're teaching, what are some of the, the, like, lessons you like to teach the most in terms of, like, those kinds of things, right? Dreaming, envisioning your goals, or even things that you've taken from, like, how you prepare for a lacrosse game, Like right? For example, for me, I get hyped up by watching, like, hype videos, you know what I mean? And highlight reels and envisioning myself doing that specific play, that gets me ready to go, ready to play. And that's what I try to, you know, help my girls envision when I'm coaching, find that little thing that, you know, really pumps you up. So for you, like when you're coaching, what are some of those like little lessons and things that maybe as of recently, you've been able to share with your girls
1: based on your experience? Uh, I've been so into, I think I dipped into it a little bit, my fifth year of Mm self-talk and talk to yourself is probably the most important thing because what you tell yourself, you ultimately, if you tell yourself enough, you can become, and, and then I think it ties into manifesting and, um, I know you're, you, you're a big journaler. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like working on it. And, um, I definitely journal during like the full moons. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more seasonal of a journaler, but you know, whatever helps and to, to do a little can become a lot. And just to start somewhere small is important. But when I'm coping, it's all about finding your inner confidence and, and becoming a light that you need to be in yourself most importantly, and then to others. But put like t- going into the mirror and telling yourself, your I like to small girls, I think are extremely important because mm-hmm. they're they're bite sized and and they're achievable. So if yeah. you start small, small becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. and you just like, I'm sorry, I'm envisioning like pack woman, let's like jump, jump, like <laughs> and, and like the big bite and um, and just to be patient. Mm-hmm. So I think. Um, and it's okay to feel lost or to be stumped and, or to be like, like I worked. So, I mean, the summer I was like, I worked so hard for X, Y, and Z and I feel lost. I'm, and I'm, I'm at, I'm supposed to be at my peak of my career. And at the end of the day, I had great people surrounding me and um, I was able to talk myself to like, I use a mirror. I, mm-hmm. I think it's really important. And specifically to draw, I tell myself little things and little keys that I can say to myself. And then when it comes to personal stuff, just you know, keep your head up and to fight like for for your next moment, and and things will work out. Mm. It might not be the perfect way, but they'll work out for your journey and I just can't like stress that enough as a coach a mentor and like as a friend that just to keep going because from the worst moments like you're going to achieve your best in life
0: yeah from your from your valleys come your peaks right oh Um, I
1: love that (laughs) (laughs)
0: there we go (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, And, you know, you mentioned a little bit about um, your dad at the beginning of the podcast. So I'm hoping he has something to do with this next piece of our two questions here. It's a two sided question. And it's just a little bit about inspiration from mentors or, you know, little pieces of advice that you've taken from the people around you as you've gone through life. Um, So the first part of the question is, from someone special in your life, like what is one piece of advice or one thing that you've kind of learned from them that you've taken into your journey on the field, off the field, whatever it might be?
1: It was for my dad and it was during, I guess my fifth year. People will forget what you did specifically on the field but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm. So I think as a teammate, you uh, I can score it an in between the legs and do all this stuff that is great or great highlights, but if I'm a bad teammate, people will always remember that. And I think as my dad at his time at Maryland, who, you know, he's a couple decades out, he doesn't re- remember these special crazy moments as much as he remembers the camaraderie or if that guy was not nice to him versus the, the guy who helped him up and was there for him in his, you know, his hours of need. And um, I think as a teammate or going into like a teammate or of years to come of a, um, a school or mm-hmm. being a, someone new, if you go in with that mindset, it, it will, it will help, help. Yeah. help me. Oh,
0: I love that. That was, we always take one little bit of wisdom from the dream on pod. And that was, that was a great one. Um, Thank you, your dad. And I, uh, I like to flip this question around too, because listen, I like you inspire so many, not only young girls, but just so many people around the world based on what you do, but also just by who you are. So, um, and just being authentic to who you are. And I think that's something that's been so inspirational to me as I get to know you. Um, so flipping the question around, if I'm someone who follows you on Instagram or who looks up to you as a role model, what are some of the things you hope
1: that I'm taking away from you? So, I think social media is you know, you know my highlights of who I am and I want everyone to remember that. I pick the brightest moments of my weekend and my life isn't always as glamorous as if, like I try to make it be mm-hmm. but I always want you to know that being yourself and being into like I love the moon and the mountains and I've been really into like cowboy and cowgirl style Clothing and that that makes you happy. I want you to do it, and that's what I want you to take from it. Like I'm just posting what makes me happy, and that's what you should be posting. Mm -hmm. And I think being yourself is the most important thing. And you live in your body, and you should and you need to love it. And it everything you have is a gift and you you being your own person and being a little bit different is the most special thing you can give to this world and to your friend group. It's you, you don't want to be a clone of somebody else. Like you want to be you and that's what's going to attract everyone to you. And if the people don't like your you, then you shouldn't be the people that you're surround you're surrounded by. Surround pe- be surrounded by people who love you for who you are mm-hmm. and what you're into and Um, bring you up because ultimately that's like what you want to be around and you want to and you want to bring those people up too Mm -hmm. so
0: I love that that was so well said and I think that's definitely something that we we take from you on a day-to-day um speaking for the masses that follow Sammy Joe, um but uh we actually have a couple of questions from the KO 17 lacrosse family for you yeah (laughs) they wrote in specifically for you um the first one is from one of our very um Uh, avid listeners her name is Kira Kirby on Instagram and she'd like to know we talked a little bit about this um, earlier but she'd like to know how do you find motivation when you're working out or working on your craft alone by yourself
1: I think I circle back to my why and Kylie you talked about it as well and you're great at like honing in on your why and why you're here and what you're looking for in, in your practice or Um, It might be outside forces that fuel your fire, Mm -hmm. but for me, a lot of times it ebbs and flows depending on where I am and what I'm doing and what I'm fighting for. So I like to pick something specific and that really helps me. So, you know, this week I sing like, remember when you used to score like Japan, Japan (laughs) that they play like to me while I'm training, like when I'm like, wow, this sucks and I want to push through, I like to go, Japan, Japan, (laughs) to me, because that's what they played when you scored the goal in Japan, and for everyone, for background reference, and um, that, to me, is what's fueling me currently, and then, so um, I like to pick small, different goals, and, you know, sing, or bring light, and that's going to help me push through, but to me, um, it's all about that why.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, And like adding some fun into it too, right? Like that's a really cool thing. I think what you mentioned there, that's really important is that like your why can change from time to time, right? Sometimes we get so stuck in like finding a why. And then we think like, as we go through like these journeys of life, the why has to stay the same. And it doesn't because we're changing as people, our goals are changing, we're doing different things. And um, I like that you're literally like singing the Japan song, because you're going to Japan, so you're motivating yourself for that specific moment, that specific instance. And that's what's coming up next, right? And like you said, after that, you'll change the why a little bit, because the why is actually going to change. So your motivation actually changes. That's a great question, Kira, and um, even better answer from Sammy Joe. So thank you for that. (laughs) Um, Our other question, which I think is a very popular question that at least I keep getting, um, and that is from macy mcguire another one of our very avid listeners and she'd like to know um, when before a game when you start to get nervous or anxious or um you know almost too nervous to even you know realize that you're pumped up what do you do what do you tell yourself what do you how do you get rid of the nervous energy before games
1: I'm a nervous peer. I think Um, there's a lot of different nerve people. I'm a nervous peer. I have to (laughs) pee like seven times. And during stick warm up as well, that's not like the best, but you got to do what you got to do. But I'm going to take a quote from Jenny. I always play it in my head um, since freshman year. And she told us to get those butterflies and get them all, instead of having it jumbled all around, get them moving in the right direction and the Mm -hmm. direction want to go so that's a little thing I like to tell myself um, when I feel my stomach going crazy and I feel like I just have to keep peeing and just that this it's it's so special to be excited and to be nervous about something that means you care and caring is cool so mm-hmm. just think okay let's take these nerves and let's focus it into getting that first ground ball and then the rest will just follow
0: mm, I love that um, and a quote, another quote I've never heard of before. So, um, another wisdom we're going to take from this dream on pod. All right. We're getting into our last and final segment and one of my favorites, and it's actually called quick finishes. So we know a little bit about those on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone always laughs at me for that name, but I love
1: um, that. you're the queen of that.
0: So are you? <laughs> I'll tell, to- I'll pass the ball into you anytime. No matter what you're in. <laughs>
1: takes a shooter. No wonder I scored my goals for a season.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I will see you in the summer. I'm excited to be back with you <laughs>
1: waiting over here. Right. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. So quick finishes. It's supposed to be like a rapid fire, but if you want to like explain your answer, please feel free to um, some, some guests take two minutes to answer a question and some just rattle off their answers. So totally up to you how you want to take them. All right. First one pizza or tacos tacos oh I like it okay what's your favorite like sweet tooth treat
1: candy dessert okay can like three like sure. kick number one I kick Kats, and the Harborough watermelons with the fluffies on the bottom you know what I'm talking about I like I the Taylor- okay so like so two.
0: okay I like that all right this one's gonna be tough for you because I know you've been literally all over the world what is your favorite place that you've traveled to
1: it used to be Japan, and that still has a special place in my heart, but I actually recently just went to Portugal, and that was, like, the California, which I'm obsessed with California here, of Europe. Mm. It had the mountains and the beaches, and the people are chill, but they're so welcoming, and you get to learn about their culture because they're so open about it, and they want to, like cater to you in the sense of they want to help you be immersed you know it's Mm -hmm. not like tourists and locals it's like let's come dance with us on the streets which literally is what happened with me and my brother and we're like (laughs) "Woo! it was so (laughs) fun
0: I love that I loved following that trip on social media too because it was like a brother sister trip which I thought was so cool um all right who is an athlete that you like to follow for inspiration
1: Uh. that's a hard one mm-hmm. um because i feel like i follow so many um who am I? there's oh, i love the u.s women's national team i love their style because i mm-hmm. love them um and but i also love basketball like specifically well i'm in boston now and like i am in you know and i'm a phoenix suns fan originally so, I love Devin Booker and his style. I think he has swag. So, I would say him for more of a swag piece and then the US women's national team as like a paving the way. But um, I like it. So, but Boston's awesome. like, or so it's like, no, I, I love that.
0: that. That's cool. I, I, no one's ever answered in terms of like style, but I know we all like have our people that we look to and, you know, for inspiration for style. So, that was, that was a really cool, unique answer. All right. What is your, go-to karaoke song? Like, I just put you up on the stage for karaoke. What song are you picking?
1: Rockstar by Nickelback, because <laughs> at Carolina, we love karaoke, and I do not like to go singing up there, because I I'm mortifying. I wouldn't say singing would be my next calling, but I love Nickelback. I don't care. They're good, and... <laughs> i know that's a concert What's i'm with
0: up? you i'm with you on it i, I you love like it
1: back too you i do
0: <laughs> we need to hang out more sammy joe <laughs> i
1: know why are we so far but yeah Rockstar is my favorite
0: oh i love that that's amazing all right um i mean this kind of just goes off of this question maybe you have a different answer for this but who is one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now
1: I wanna see Stevie Nicks so badly, but I would love to see Fleetwood Mac. I like bring that back, but I don't think that is gonna happen. But I saw the Rolling Stones and I'm a big rock and roll girl, mm-hmm. gra- driving my dad's pickup truck. And that was their present to me as I graduated. I got to see the Stones in England. Um, wow! And they were, they were all live. And it was un- like, I knew every song. I love Mick Jagger and the way he wiggles on stage. But um, I think Stevie Nicks is pro- like such a girl boss and such a woman who's paved the way of like independence and style. And she's so unique. And her, I mean, her music is just a next level and next level, so I would love to see her next.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Okay, um, speaking of next, what's the next place on your list to travel to after Japan?
1: I am going to, okay, I'm going a lot of, I'm going, so I'm going from Japan to LA, my best okay. friend Megan Ward, she lives in LA, and um, I have a long distance best friend, It's I guess it's called, and we try very hard to see each other, so I'll be going to see her next, um, so I just go boop, boop, and then I'm traveling all of April, I'm actually never going to be home, so.
0: Wow, oh my gosh. She's doing what she does best, ladies and gentlemen. All right. What is last one? What is one thing on your bucket list?
1: In life? Mm -hmm. It definitely would be, I want to go. I am dying to go to Africa.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: It's just, I just love to be in a a place where it is totally different than where we're from. And I've never, like to go on a safari and see how people live over there and, that would be my next bucket list. And it's just so hard to get to. Yeah. Um, and I just think the culture, the, like, I love, I love deserts too. So that would be my bucket list. Um, oh,
0: Amazing. Take me on that trip with you, please. Let's go.
1: We have lacrosse over there. I will come for free. Yes. <laughs> if
0: you're listening, we will come. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that, um, kind of wraps up all of our questions for the Dream On pod here today. Um, but I just want to say thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit of your wisdom here with our listeners and also with me. Uh, it's been a little while since we've gotten to kind of catch up and chat. So it's always inspiring to to talk with you and um, be able to kind of take a little inside look on how you've had so much success on and off the lacrosse fields. Um, and it's also really humbling and amazing to learn that you know, you are human too. You're not just a superwoman out on the field that, like you show. Um, and we've just been really inspired by everything that you've said here today. So thank you for being you. And thank you for being on the Dream on pod today, Sammy Joe.
1: Thank you so much for having me and helping me be a part of your squad. Like I've been dying to get in here. <laughs> I know. I love it. We did it.
0: Woo. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on the next one.